TBYE Black Living Room Talk. I am reading about high school dropouts, The Silent Epidemic by George E. Curry. If you listen carefully, you still can't hear it. It's the sound of a third of high school students dropping out before receiving their diploma. For people of color, the figure is almost 50%, and that has profound implications, not only for the students, but also for the society that failed them. I hope everybody is doing okay with the weather changes that we're having around the world. I heard somebody say the other day that we are experiencing weather on steroids. I never heard it said like that before, but uh, it looks about that way. The silent epidemic perspectives of high school dropouts is an important report on the dropout problem told from the viewpoints of true experts, the students themselves. The study which focuses on polling and focus groups is a joint project by the Civic Enterprises and Peter D. Hart Research Associates for the Bill and Belinda Gates Foundation. In 2003, about 3.5 million youth, 16 to 25, did not have a high school diploma and were not enrolled in school. The report begins with an open letter to the American people that gets directly to the point. There is a high school dropout epidemic in America. Each year, almost one-third of all public high school students and nearly one-half of all Blacks, Latinos, and Native Americans fail to graduate from public high school, public high school with their class. Many of these students abandon school with less than two years to complete their high school education. Wow with less than two years. And society has plenty of reasons to care. The decision to drop out is a dangerous one for the student, the report continued. Dropouts are much more likely than their peers who graduate to be unemployed, living in poverty, receiving public assistance, in prison, on death row, unhealthy, divorced and single parents with children who drop out from high school themselves. The report on this silent epidemic allows us to listen to what those who quit say about their predicament. The central message of this report is that while some students drop out because of significant academic challenges, most dropouts are students who could have and believe they could have succeeded in school, the study said. This survey of young people who left high school without graduating suggests that despite career aspirations that require education beyond high school and the majority having grades of C or better, circumstances in students' lives and an inadequate response to those circumstances from the schools led to dropping out. Yeah, I can believe that. Uh, in, in fact, I know it from experience. We tend to think of high school dropouts as being incapable of handling the academic workload, and there is some evidence that supports that view. 
For example, 35% of those polled said failing in school was a major factor in the decision to drop out, and 32% had repeated a grade before dropping out. I've worked with, with, stu- with students, with youth, who come to school with issues of, like, they, they're leading a part of an adult life. You know, they might work a part-time job to help with bills at home. Uh, mom is working a full-time job, so they have to um, be the mom in the morning or the mom at night or the dad in the day or the dad at night. You know, they have to take on that that role. So sometimes it just gets to be too much on a, on a kid, no matter how old they are. If they're in high school, you're still a kid yourself. But you're having to do adult roles. And that's why some of them drop out. That's how I know because I've worked with these youth. And it says. I'll go back. It says that nearly half of the former students, 47%, quit. Not because of the academic challenge, but because they found classes uninteresting. That is another factor. These young people reported being bored and disengaged from high school, the report said. Almost as many, 42%, spent time with people who were not interested in school. These were among the top reasons selected by those with with high GPAs and by those who said they were motivated to work hard. An even larger number of students, 69%, said they were not motivated or inspired to work hard. In fact, two-thirds said they would have worked harder had it been required of them. Naturally, there were other real-life factors that caused some students to drop out. Approximately a third said they had to get a job and make more money. 26% said they became a parent. And 22% said they had to care for a family member. It became quite clear that the decision to quit school was not a spur-of-the-moment choice. Rather, it was a culmination of growing disengagement and frequent absences from classes. There were also a significant number of students who fell behind in the early years and never felt they caught up or could catch up with their classmates. Among the recommendations made in the report, provide a more supportive academic environment at school and at home that would improve the students' chances of remaining in school, improve the teaching and curricular to make school more relevant and engaging, yes, offering tutoring and summer school for struggling students, great, operate a more disciplined classroom. Make sure the students have a strong relationship with at least one adult in the school. Improve communication between parents and schools. And parents need to improve their communication with their children. The majority of parents were not aware or just somewhat aware of their child's grades or that they were about to leave school, the report said. Nearly half of the respondents said their parents' work schedule kept them from knowing more about what was happening at school, and 68% said their parents got more involved when they became aware 
their child was on the verge of dropping out. Clearly, we all need to be more involved. And it's the truth. Nowadays, parents have to work these retail jobs, fast food jobs, some of them. You know, some of them, like it said, they were um, high school dropouts themselves. Uh, even if they did uh, finish um, high school, maybe they didn't have the opportunity to go to college. And then there's that fact that everybody is not college material. But <laughs> high school dropout in this country, there has to be something that we can do. Um, for six hours of the day as an educator, as an educator, these children do become your children. And I think a lot of those ideas are great, you know, you know, on paper, you know, talking about the type of environment that can be provided for youth at school, you know, you know the tutoring, the discipline classrooms, uh, building strong relationships with at least one or two adults in the building. Um, I believe all of those are those things are are great ideas, but we need to definitely implement them and uh, improving the the curriculum because you know when you ask a lot of the students, they'll tell you, yeah, that. They're not that engaged in it. They're not that interested in it. So I think we have some things that need to be improved upon, um, you know, to go along with the changing of the times as well. And uh, so that we can not only get the children in, in, engaged, but also get the parents engaged there has to be a way, you know, by working with all these different schedules, you know, that we have as well. We, there has to be a way. And there is a way. Where there is a will, there is a way. This article was by George E. Curry. He is an editor-in-chief of the NNPA News Service and Black Press USA.com. To contact Curry or to book him for a speaking engagement, go to his website, www.georgecurry.com. I wish everyone peace, love, and light. Please stay warm and stay safe. And stay tuned to Black Living Room Talk for more information, stories, and conversation. Peace, love, and light. Hey, TBY Heed back again. Now I want to talk about something else that I have researched. And it's about education choices. Homeschool or charter school. And this is out of Washington, D.C., this report. In many communities around the country, many parents fed up with the public school system are looking for choices to educate their children. These choices include the fastest growing options, charter schools and homeschooling. Now, this article is from 2006. I want you to keep that in mind. But 
it is a good article that I want to share. The number of charter schools nationwide has grown by 11%. It's probably more now. And because this was in a, a 2006 report, serving a student body that is on average 53% minority and 54% low income, according to the annual survey of America's charter schools, released in May by the Center for Educational Reform, CER. The group reports that for more than a decade, charter schools have experienced double-digit annual growth. The survey also found that charter school popularity continues to grow among children most in need. In 2006, more than 4 in 10 charter schools served a student body composed of fully 60% or more at-risk and or Black and Latino students. Nationwide, there are a total of 3,940 charter schools operating for that school year it was. An increase of 323 from that year, according to the survey with even more opening for the 2007-2008 school year. A total of 1,156,874 students were enrolled in charter schools in the United States that school year, up 7.4% from the previous year's 1,076,964. This year's survey shows more conclusively than ever that charter schools are providing students who have been left behind in the conventional system with innovative and accountable choices in education, said Jane Allen, president of the Center for Education Reform. Without the focused curricula, small school size, and community environment of charter schools, most of these students would be stranded in a failing conventional public school simply because their parents can't afford to move to a neighborhood with a better school. Whether or not charter schools make a difference in students' test scores remains a controversy. Students and reports have showed that students do just as well, if not better, than public school students. And I know that to be true because I have friends and I have family who have uh, taken their uh, children out of the public school system and put them into the charter school system and they did better than they did in the public school system in the charter school system. I'm not, you know, one to talk bad about the public school system because I am a product of the public school system. But some students just need that small class size, and they benefit from it. Whether or not it says charter schools make a difference in students' test score remains a controversy. Students and and reports have showed that students do just as well, if not better, than public school students. While others show that charter school students don't do as well, data from the National Assessment of Educational Progress, NAEP, 
released in December 2004, found that fourth grade charter school students do no better than their public school counterparts on math and reading assessments, and in some cases score lower. Educators warned that results should be viewed in perspective. As National Assessment Governing Board Chairman Darwin Winnick pointed out, one snapshot in time cannot determine the achievement of students. Morning by morning, in 1991, when Paula Penn Nabret and her husband, C. Madison Nabret, decided to homeschool their three boys, they had no idea they would be pioneers in what is now the fastest growing method of educating black children. We were struggling to do what we thought was best for our sons. We had them in a prestigious private school and were struggling to make the payments when they were dismissed allegedly because our payments were late. Wow. We knew we had to do something else, Mrs. Penn neighbor recalled to the final call. That something else led them to consider homeschooling. I said to my husband that I think we can do this. We can't do worse. We're better educated than most of their teachers anyway. And what we can't do, we'll find the resources to do. She continued. With that determination and commitment, Evan, Charles, and Damon were homeschooled. Their parents went from simply parenting to teaching their children. Graduate students from Ohio University taught the boys math and science. Graduate students. The test of our success for the boys' grandparents was whether or not they were accepted into the colleges of their choice, she said, and they were. Their journey is chronicled in her book, Morning by Morning, how we homeschooled our African-American sons to the Ivy League. Hmm, how impressive. Excuse me. Each day, according to the National Home Education Research Institute, there are about 2 million homeschooled students in the United States and an estimated 1.9 million to 2.4 million children in kindergarten to grade 12 were home-educated during 2005 and 2006. Homeschooling is quickly growing in popularity among non-whites too. About Excuse me, I'm getting a little horse around here. About 15% of homeschool families are non-white, non-Hispanic. About 10% of homeschool children are black, explained Jennifer James, president of the National African American Homeschoolers Alliance. I'm seeing more and more black parents interested in homeschooling their children because public schools aren't working. She added, parents see their children, see their child doing well until the fourth grade and then they're barely interested in going to school. Homeschooling is something they can do. We have 3,000 families in our network. We're primarily online, but we are solely used as a tool for parents to find information on curriculum, textbooks, and other resources. Getting started. There are two questions most parents want answers to when they are considering homeschooling, what curriculum to use, and what about socialization. We created a network to call families forward to assist them with 
all of their questions, explained Mrs. Burgess of the National Black Home Educators. We advise and recommend curriculum, reading and phonics books, testing, ACT and SAT tests as well. We connect veteran homeschool moms willing to spend time with new homeschool moms to share experiences. We host a yearly symposium in Baton Rouge, Louisiana for homeschool parents. Degrees above the rest. How do homeschool children compare to those educated in a traditional school setting? Research by the National Home Education Research Institute found the following. Home educated students typically score 15 to 30 percentile points above public school students on standardized academic achievement tests. Homeschool students score above average on achievement tests regardless of their parents' level of formal education or their family's household income. Well, as we can see, there are certainly some things changing in our world. And that was just from a from the 2005-2006 school year and the 2004 report. And the enrollment, I'm going to do some research for myself since I dug up this article and read about it. I want to know what those figures are, what those numbers are in 2022. Because the homeschool and the virtual schools are still growing. The homeschool, the virtual school, the charter school are constantly growing. And most definitely I'm seeing the virtual schools. I started seeing the virtual schools before the pan way before the pandemic. And the way that they have, like she talked about the socialization that some of the parents are concerned about. Well, what they do is a lot of the time is they have a designated area near where everyone lives. Like, for instance, if you live in Ohio, Illinois, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania or wherever, whatever, wherever is closest to where the student lives in that state, they will have like um, a, like she said, the symposium where everybody gets together to socialize and they have uh, sports that they do together, uh, cookouts that they do together, you know, different types of outings. And this is usually where the parents meet and the, and the students meet each other in their classroom in person and make friends. So it's a new way of doing things, you know, but you still have that that old way in there to a degree where you you still can socialize and meet friends. You still it, there's nothing that can stop you from making friends. I mean, because it's implemented into the program, whether it be virtual or homeschool. So, the main concern is for students in this country to be able to get a fair shake at education, just like 
those that are more fortunate. So I'm going to keep you updated on that with some informa- the information that I find out up to the present time. And in the meantime, please stay con- continued and continue to listen to Black Living Room Talk. Please stay tuned for more stories, conversation, and information in Black Living Room Talk. And I wish you peace of the light. Stay safe.